Hey, thanks for joining us at this weekend's online services at Christ Community Chapel. My name is Zach. I'm one of the pastors on staff here, and I am so glad to get to spend a little time with you digitally. Of course, I can't wait until we can spend some time together actually in the same room, but until then, I'm thankful for the technology that we have that allows us to connect about Jesus and about our annual theme, Love Matters most. If you're checking us out for the first time or you're watching this, you're not even a Christian maybe, let me fill you in on kind of what we're doing in 2020. Our focus is love matters most. And we're taking that from an interesting thing that Jesus said when he was asked kind of what's the most important rule in the Bible. And Jesus said that really the entire Bible just comes down to this, love God with all that you are and love your neighbor as yourself. And we have been spending the year saying, if that's true, what does that mean? What does it mean to love God with all that you are? What does it mean to love your neighbor as yourself? And what does it mean to have the kind of Christian faith that is reduced down to simply those two things? What does it mean to believe that love matters most? And right now we're in a series we're calling Famous stories of love, and we're looking at stories that Jesus told or stories about the life of Jesus that reveal what he means by love, specifically by loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. And so we're looking at different stories and seeking to figure out what it is that he wants us to learn from them. We're going to do that again this week by looking at two little stories Jesus tells in the Gospel of Luke chapter 15, one about a lost sheep and one about a lost coin. And you can find these stories in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, beginning in verse 1. Let me read them with you uh, now. And this is what it says. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after that one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is God's word. To help us understand these two stories, I have a three-point outline I want to give to you. And they're really just three questions I want to ask together. First, I want to ask, are you lost? Second, are you valuable? And third, do you want to be found? Are you lost? Are you valuable? And do you want to be found? Let me start with the first one. Are you lost? 
Jesus tells these stories in response to the grumbling that some of his enemies were doing. They were complaining that Jesus, a religious teacher, a man who in their estimation should have been a moral example, setting a standard for not only what to do and what not to do, but but who to do it with and who not to do it with. And they're upset that Jesus is choosing to spend time with people that in their estimation are so obviously sinners. This is a complaint, by the way, that Jesus will hear many times over his public ministry, that he is guilty by association, spending too much time with those that the religious people of his day would deem as sinners. And to answer their grumbling, Jesus tells these stories, one of a lost sheep and one of a lost coin. Now, we're going to get into what those stories mean in a minute, but first I just want you to see that Jesus' response to the the kind of the accusation or the accusatory question of why would you eat with those people is that these people are lost. <laughs> that, that he says, you look at them and you see guilty people, broken people, sinful people. I look at them and I see people who are lost, people who need to be found, people who have become lost. Now, what does he mean by that? Well, I think what he has in mind is primarily that these people are lost in their relationship with God. Keep in mind that Jesus claims to be the Son of God, God in the flesh who has come not only in order that people might know God, but in order that he might bring people back to God. In his mind, the people that he's eating with are people who, like a sheep who has wandered off or a coin that has been dropped and lost, these are people who need to be found, who need to be rescued, who need to be recovered. Jesus' point is that his mission is to find people who are lost. Now, he says something really interesting after the first story, after the story of the sheep who wanders off and gets lost. He says that he has actually come in order to find lost people, that there's more joy in God and in heaven over lost people who are found than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. It seems on the surface that what Jesus is saying is that he's saying, hey, look, I've come to find these sinful people and you other people who are righteous, you don't need me. You don't have sin. I don't think that's what he's saying because, in fact, the whole point of these stories is that they're missing what God is about. They're missing what God is doing. They are not just his enemies. They are actually enemies of God. They also are in need of being found. But his point is that Jesus has come to reach those who know that they're lost. He's saying to them, in essence, these people, these sinners, as you call them, they get me because they understand if they're ever to have a relationship with God, someone has to help them, that God will have to come to them. They could never get to God. These people know that they're lost. Your problem is that you don't. Well, that must have been hard to hear for his enemies because none of us like to think of ourselves as lost. And yet Jesus is saying it's only those who think of themselves in that way that he can help. So 
What does it mean to be lost, and how do we know if we are lost? Well, if Jesus has in mind relationship, then what it means to be lost is you are no longer connected to or no longer with the one you were meant to be with. The sheep in the first story is no longer with the shepherd. The coin in the second story is no longer with the woman to whom it belongs. And of course, Jesus has in mind that we belong to God. And his point is that we are no longer connected to God. That, as the Bible would tell us, we were made to live in relationship with God. Adam and Eve, in the very beginning of the Bible, walk in the Garden of Eden with God. They talk to God. They hear from God. They are in relationship with God. But when they plunge the world into sin, by breaking God's command, they plunge the world not just into darkness, but into lostness, into relational disconnect. Jesus is saying that the people he came to help are those who say, I know I was meant for relationship with God. I feel as though there's a God and I ought to know him, but I don't. Jesus is tapping into something that all of us experience, something that may have even brought you to watch this service online this weekend, and that is we have a deep sense both that we should know God, that there's a God out there who is knowable, but also that we do not know him. For most of us, this looks like tossing and turning late at night, asking God, are you out there? Do you do you care? Would you show me? Would you prove yourself to me? In the midst of the COVID pandemic, we might find ourselves saying, God, what are you doing? Do, will you show me? Will you tell me, God, why is it that I feel distant from you? Why is it that I feel disconnected from you? And Jesus is telling us that the reason why that is, is because we're lost. We are disconnected from God. Jesus is saying it's like a sheep who wanders off, not realizing it's wandering off, but eventually finds itself looking around and realizing it can no longer find the shepherd. It's on its own. Or a coin, if coins could think, finding itself in the couch cushions or under the bed or wherever it might have rolled to and realizing it cannot find its way back to the woman who owns it. Jesus is saying to us that the most fundamental understanding that we would ever have about ourselves if we were ever going to understand him is that we are lost. We are separated from God, disconnected from God, and we have no idea how to get back. Is that you as you watch this? Do you feel lost? Well, if you do, I just want to say two things to you. One is that you are in exactly the right place. This story is for you. I know it's tough to say, yes, I do feel lost. It makes us feel broken or inferior, like maybe there are other people watching this and, and they don't feel lost. And what does that mean that I do? But of course, Jesus is telling this story for you. So if you find yourself saying, you know, that is how I feel, you are in just the right place. But the second thing is that you are incredibly close to meeting God. Because Jesus says the first step is saying, I am lost. Are you lost? That's the first question. The second question is, are you valuable? 
I lose a lot of things. Like when I get home this afternoon, I will invariably lose my car keys and my wallet. I will have no idea where I put them, and tomorrow morning when I'm gonna leave the house, my entire family will scramble to find them. And as we scramble, they will say things to me like, uh, where did you put them? Where's the last place you had them? To which I will say, if I knew those things, I wouldn't have lost them in the first place. Or they'll say things like, why don't you just always put them in the same place? And if you are like me and you're absent-minded, that's a great question, but it's a little too late when you've already lost the thing, right? I lose a lot of things. And so I know intrinsically some things when you lose them, you have to tear the house up looking for them. Other things when you lose them, you just let them go. They're, they're not worth the effort. If I lose a quarter, I am not going to look for it. Uh, I probably won't find it and it's not worth the time and energy. But if I can't find my wallet, I can't find my keys, I have to look until I find them. The difference, of course, between a quarter and my wallet or my keys is a difference of value. When you lose something that's not valuable, you let it go. You may not even notice, but when you lose something valuable, you don't stop until you find it. So you see the scary question to ask yourself when you say, I am lost. I feel lost. I am not connected to God anymore is to ask whether or not he finds you valuable enough to look for you. It's tempting to say that if we're lost, if we're disconnected from God, doesn't that mean he doesn't care about us? I mean, why did he let us get lost in the first place? How did he lose us in the first place? Did he take his eye off us? Was he not paying attention? And Jesus doesn't answer that question explicitly, but of course the Bible will teach that it was not God who walked away from us, but us who walked away from God. And Jesus hints at that by telling two stories in which the shepherd who loses the sheep and the woman who loses the coin very much so value that sheep and that coin. In fact, the shepherd values the lost sheep so much that he actually leaves the other 99 sheep. He, his, his love and affection and his value for that one lost sheep actually causes him to ignore the other 99 and to go looking for that sheep. And even when he finds the sheep, he picks it up and puts it on his shoulders and walks that sheep back himself. He gathers all his friends and celebrates the fact that that sheep has been found. The woman who is looking for the coin takes her whole house apart, sweeps everywhere, finds the coin. It's just one of ten. She has nine other coins, but she takes the one she's found and she throws a party with her friends, celebrating that the coin has been found. Jesus says, hey, if you feel lost, you need to know that God thinks you're so valuable. He will tear the house apart looking for you, and he will leave the 99 sheep to go find you. That's how valuable you are to God. And you might say, well, well, what does it look like for God to do that for me? What, what does it look like for God to tear the house apart or to, to leave the 99 in search of me? And the answer to that is it looks like Jesus. Jesus is the Son of God who came from heaven. He is God who left his home to go looking for us who are lost. 
And when he came to this earth and, and, and told us that our lostness was the result of our sin, in order to find us, to recover us, he not only taught us and showed us who he was through miracles and other things that he did, but he came to die for us. That Jesus actually became our sin on the cross, took on our sin on the cross, received the judgment of God, and was killed. And three days later when he rose from the dead, essentially what he said was, get on my shoulders and I will take you back to God. I have done the work in order that you might be found. If disobedience and sin led us away from God, then forgiveness and mercy in Jesus can take us back. The woman tore her house apart. The shepherd left his sheep. Jesus left heaven to come and live and die for you in order that you might be found because that's how much God values you. Jesus actually seconds this at the end of each story by saying that there's a party in heaven thrown every time someone is found, every time he says a sinner repents. Well, what does that mean? Well, repentance in this case would mean saying, God, I am lost because I have walked away from you. I've tried to do it my own way, like a sheep who went astray. I left you. You didn't leave me. But I have come to see that you value me and have come for me in the person of Jesus in order that you might take me back to yourself. So now I don't want to do it your way, my way. I want to do it your way. I want to get on your shoulders. I want like a coin for you to scoop me up and take me back to you. You are that valuable to God. But that leads me to the third question, which is, do you want to be found? You know, it's one thing to say, I am disconnected from God. It's another thing to say, and I believe Jesus can take me back. I want him to take me back. I want him to forgive me and to lead me back to God. Of course, that leading is going to mean obedience, right? It's going to mean coming to believe that Jesus did value you enough to live and die for you. He can take you back to God. But you're going to need to get behind him. Are you there? Are you ready for that? Are you ready to be found? Those who were grumbling at Jesus that he ought not eat with sinners were clearly not ready to be found themselves. They still saw themselves as those who had never been lost, who had never walked away from God. They were very much so aware of the brokenness of other people, but oblivious to the brokenness of themselves. Jesus tells these stories to reveal their hard-heartedness to us, to invite us to identify either with the sinners who he ate with, saying, yes, Jesus, I'm lost and need to be found, or with the religious crowd who says, we're not lost and we don't need to be found. Where are you? Tonight, when you lay in bed tossing and turning, you don't have to wonder if God is out there. 
and you don't have to wonder if he loves you, and you don't have to wonder if you're valuable to him. You can right now know those things by reaching out and grabbing hold of Jesus, by coming to see that Jesus's life, death, and resurrection are proof that God values you like a woman who tears her house apart looking for a coin, or that God values you like a shepherd who leaves the 99 to come find you. And he's done that in Jesus. Are you lost? You are so valuable to God. Do you want to be found? I hope you do. And I know you can be right here, right now with Jesus.